get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Number one source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
distance How I think bold out of my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line
I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are high frequency. But we understand incorrect information that's directly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So, you know, we correctly apply correct information correctly. Here's the foundation. I am your host, So L, and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome you back to the foundation or, or welcome you to the foundation if this is your if this is your first dance, you know. Definitely wanna say welcome to you tonight's show is entitled Seven Facts in History on Private Trust, you know. Got some notes here. We're gonna kick it off. So, you know, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. My name is So L, Seeker of Truth L. Speaker of Truth L. And uh, you know, I once again like to welcome you. I'm happy to be here. I trust that you're, you know, luxuriously enjoying yourself. As you get, you know, get comfortable, you know, kick your feet up. You know, maybe take your shoes off. If your feet stink, put your shoes back on. Maybe go get a snack. Enjoy yourself. Because we're about to get into this show. You understand? I want to start off as I always do. By saying all thanks, praises, honors due to the creator and ancestors. As well as... want to say peace. Shout out big up to... You know, the big brother. My big brother. You know, you call him Uncle. I'll call him Uncle Yusuf. But, you know, Yusuf L. You quit playing. High Frequency Radio Network creator. He is the man as far as I'm concerned. You know, test him if you want. All right. I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to sit there and be like, ooh. SPCUniversity.com. If you are interested in that secured party creditor status, you know, lodging a... Bond with the Treasury, you know, security agreement, private agreement, hold a harmless agreement, the indemnity agreement, you know, the different agreements that are placed on the record for the public, you know, you know, just doing the private dance, you know, secure party, you know, secure, at least, you know, getting your public side, SPCUniversity.com. I think he got some other things up there going on up there too, man. So definitely check out the brother's website, SPCUniversity.com. Shout out to you know Big Brother Yusuf, uncle, the uncle of the conscious community. You know he's in the, you know blah, blah blah. But as I always do, I would like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list for these exclusive. Offers and content. Don't even talk about the offers. They're exclusive to the email list subscribers, man. You know, I'll be looking out. Welcome to the foundation.com. You can check out the PDF section. Get your free loan on, grab and go. If you come back, check out the education section. You know, Foundation Trust. Primer over 18 hand 
pick documents by yours truly if you, you know this is all brand new to you well so L I heard you say there's there's over 80 different types of trust what what am I supposed to do the first thing I would say is you know you want to get that passport I'm sorry that uh foundation trust primal you might want to get the passport on social get that too but the Foundation Trust Primary, that's you know, that's that's what that's where I would start. I we do our best here at the foundation to provide what we wish was provided when we came into this information. You know, a, a kinda of like a stand standalone spot where you can get everything you need with regards to private trust administration, you know, you know, set up your company, your LLC, get your operating agreement, your bylaws together, your business credit. Your proper classification on the federal and state level. You know, all of these things, you know, privately exchanging assets and legally avoiding, you know, taxable events, the statutory entities that cannot avoid it. Just, you know, it's just unavoidable for statutory entities, you know. It truly is. But you don't want to start with that foundation trust primer. That's where you want to start. And then, you know, from there you want to go to the Foundation Trust Series Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. There's three parts. It's a trilogy. It's like one of the coldest trilogies in the private right now. But, you know, beginning, beginners, intermediate, more of an advanced. You know, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. I will grab them all. You can grab one at a time. Do whatever you want. But, you know, uh, Supreme Court case citations, Black's Law Dictionary, Restatement of the laws on trust, corpus juris condom, American jurisprudence. I mean, a lot of a lot of legal authoritative citations. So you know, make sure you check out Foundation Trust Primer and the Foundation Trust Series Part One, Part Two, Part Three. And then if you're in, if you're interested, as I was speaking on earlier, you can check out that. Foundation passport, no, no social, no, 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 no thanks. A lot of people are into that. There was a, a, a high demand for it, so the brother came through and he, you know, he he put together passport, no social, part one and part two. And you know, if that interests you, you know, it's it's what he did in order to obtain his pass passport without. Submitting a social security number You know Brother showed me receipts and proof So You know I, I feel like it's it's a, it, was a, it was an honor As well as a pleasure To have the brother come through And hit us with the passport No social part one Part two also at Welcome to the foundation.com Make sure you Find us on social media if you're into that Facebook Instagram, Twitter can all be found there. And finally, you can make a donation as well as book a consultation all at the same spot. And that is welcome to the foundation.com spelled out. I hope you enjoy the site. You know. Moving forward, I want to say peace to all the listeners. All you right now. You. Yes, you. Thank you. Live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners, as well as the archive listeners, podcast listeners. Y'all MP3 listeners, however y'all be listening and checking out the show, you know, whatever. 
medium or application that you downloaded or with the in-app purchase and then you had to get it refunded then you know who knows but appreciate you checking out the show definitely I also want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training as well as anyone who is investing in their private education otherwise you know outside of the foundation you know it's not the only place where you can get private education so definitely want to say peace to everyone investing in private education a special shout out to you know the foundation trustees and training and you know finally want to say peace to everyone we've done business with in the private anyone that has sent an email well wishes a current event or has otherwise added to the foundation definitely want to say peace to you as I said tonight's show is Seven facts in history on private trust. I got some, you know, like I said, I got some notes, blah, blah, on some paper, not, you know, I didn't put it on a device in a note application. Nah, man, straight up real notes, real paper. I was like, people don't know what that is anymore, and uh, we're not quite there yet. You know what I mean? But first, let's jump into these current events, you know, because, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I, you know, I say it all the time. It, 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 it surprises me. It makes me feel good. When people hit, hit me up, hit us up here, and say, hey, you know, we really enjoy the, the current events. Please don't take away the current events. Leave the current events in the show. Um, so, you know, hey, here we go. Current events. Y- y'all speak. You get what you want. You know, I'm, I'm not hard-headed. I'm, I got no problems giving y'all. Look, check it out. CNBC. U.S. Courts. I find this very interesting. U.S. court temporarily halts Biden's, hold on, from, from, for the evening, at least, possibly indefinitely. I will no longer refer to the President of the United States as Biden. I will refer to him as Byron. Byron. And I might say it in a specific way. So let me start this off. U.S. court's Temporarily halts Byron's vaccine mandate, federal contractors nationwide. Yes, I said it. Usually I would say poke, poke. I said it straight up. So, you know, I don't know how you feel about it. But. It's a district court for. The Southern District of Georgia to halt administration. I mean, the administration told the Byron administration to halt enforcement, quote, in all covered contracts in any state or territory of the United States of America. The court said. Byron likely exceeded his authority under the Procurement Act when he issued the mandate. The requirements cover millions of workers across the U.S. economy. Most, for most of them, it's too late. They either already lost their job or already got that, you know, the poke poke. But if you did lose your job or if you're looking for a job, good news, I suppose. <clears throat> Out of Reuters.com, U.S. Job openings jumped to 11 million fewer workers 
Fortunately, our voluntarily quitting U.S. job openings surged in October while hiring decreased, suggesting a worsening worker shortage, which could hamper employment growth and the overall economy itself. The Labor Department's monthly job openings and labor turnover survey or JOLTS (laughs) report today also showed a steady decline in layoffs. Another sign that the jobs market was tightening. While the number of people voluntarily quitting their jobs fell, it remained quite high. Quote, under normal circumstances, no record number of job openings would be something worth celebrating. But no employers in a celebratory mood. It is difficult to fill orders or meet customer demands if there are not enough people to do the actual work. End quote. This is Jennifer Lee, a senior economist at BMO Capital Markets in Toronto. I'm just playing as Toronto. You know, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. If anyone's from Canada, if that offended you, I apologize. Like, I'm serious. I just I, I, I crack jokes. Job openings, a measure of labor demand increased by nearly half a million. To 11 million even on the last day of October this was the second highest on record economists polled by Reuters had forecast 10.4 million vacancies the surge was led by the accommodation and food service industry where poke pokes increased by 254,000 jobs there were 45,000 job openings in the non-durable goods manufacturing industry excuse me while vacancies increased by 42,000 in the educational services sector, but job openings decreased in state and local government, but that's not including education. Not looking too good. I don't know. I don't know. CNBC Powell's fourth major shift raises questions about the Fed's policy and their credibility. The Fed is expected to say next week that it will double the pace of its bond purchase taper while also likely hinting at more aggressive rate hikes in 2022. And if the Federal Reserve meets expectations next week and announces a more aggressive unwind of the measures taken to boost the economy, it will mark an important policy shift for the United States Central Bank and Chairman Jerome Powell. Again, the Fed will, in fact, become almost as much known for its abrupt changes in direction as it has for the unprecedented levels of stimulus it has provided during the panorama. Quote, what the Fed has proven is the difficulty in forecasting by both committee and consensus. In market parlance, the Fed has bought the high and sold the low. So I don't think there will be a credibility issue going forward. No, I'm sorry. I do think there will be a credibility issue going forward. This is Joseph Lavorgna, Lavorgna, chief economist for the Americas at Natixis and former head of the National Economic Council under former President Donald Trump. At a two-day meeting next week, the Fed is expected to say it will double the pace of its bond purchase taper while 
also likely hinting at more aggressive interest rate hikes coming in 2022. The moves are coming in response to inflation that is stronger and longer lasting than the Fed officials had anticipated. I mean, every I guess everyone knew except for the Fed. But Lavorgna worries that the Fed, after months of calling inflation transitory, is now making the mistake of overestimating its duration and tightening at the wrong time. That could necessitate officials again having to change next year if the current inflation trend runs out of steam. I don't know. It's transitory. It's not transitory. We're we're going to keep doing what we were doing. We're not going to do what we were doing. We're going to do something different. You know, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the announcement of the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, but those, look, you would think, uh, it almost seems as though it's on purpose. CNBC, the latest sign of President Biden's inflation politics problem comes from Main Street. Main Street, the politics of small business owners is similar to the politics of the majority of Americans in one major way. It's become hyper-partisan, but as President Byron's approval rating among entrepreneurs slips to an all-time low and mainstream confidence reverses to near all-time low set in the first quarter of 2021 when Byron's presidency began, it's not only Republicans who are downbeat about the president's handling of the economy. Small business confidence is back near an all-time low, according to a small business survey. The small business demographic skews conservative and Republican respondent views of Democrat president. But independence, blah, 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 concerns about inflation and the supply chain continue to rise among America's small businesses with strong economic data, including consumer demand and GDP being outweighed by prices. Yep, that's called, that's inflation. The CNN business. Employers are preparing for big pay raises. There's maybe some good news. Is it good news? If you have a job, you're probably getting a big raise next year. Base pay may increase by an average of 3.9% in 2022, the largest one-year projected hike since 2008, according to the conference board's latest wage survey of 240 companies, the majority of which each employ, excuse me, more than 10,000 people. The employees were asked how much they projected their wage costs to increase in 2022 for their current workforce, so the 3.9% jump does not include any bonuses or other one-time payouts a company may offer. Why the big increase? Nearly half of employers cited the need to offer higher wages in order to attract workers given the labor shortage. Yep. It's great. Great news, right? CNBC. I don't know, maybe it's not. $15 minimum wage will result in layoffs, one-third of small business owners say. One-third of small business Owners anticipate laying off workers if Congress increases the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. A recent Congressional Budget Office analysis forecast that a $15 minimum wage would lift 900,000 Americans out of poverty, but would result in 1.4 million fewer jobs. (laughs) Dang. 
So 900,000 Americans, just 100,000 people shy of a million people would be lifted out of poverty, but one in the, almost one and a half million people would lose their job? That's, uh, that's crazy mathematics. Main Street is split on the issue along political lines and based on regional differences. We'll see what happens with that. CNBC 6% inflation is devastating to everyday Americans. Rising prices need to be curbed. Expert says inflation is here to stay and the Federal Reserve is leaving the economy and everyday Americans at risk by keeping rates low. One bond expert says, quote, everyday Americans are having a very difficult time with food inflation, which is running very close to 30 to 40%. This is Gilbert Garcia, managing partner at Garcia Hamilton and Associates. So, I'm, you know, hey, I guess it is. With inflation is too high, and the central bank needs to move quicker to get it under control by raising interest rates. Garcia said, went on to say, I wished we'd retire the word transitory. Inflation is running at 6%, probably well over 6%, no matter how you look at it. It's pretty clear that it's longer than transitory, and it's much hotter than the inflationary target. He said it was time for the Federal Reserve to lift weights, saying that the government is currently keeping them artificially low. The central bank has indicated that it could raise rates earlier than previously expected, with rates hikes Potentially coming as early as this spring. Pay attention. Watch. Watch what happens. Watch what happens to the stock market when they start raise when they start raising the rates. Straight up. You don't, you don't have to understand why and how the mechanisms mechanisms works. Just watch. Just watch how they work. Watch. Just watch it happen. And watch this. Fox News. Egg farmers raise prices for the first time in seven years over supply chain issues. not just shortages in grain and labor we're also experiencing truck trucking price increases packaging increases fuel increases it's not something that i like to say or want to say but obviously we have to increase the prices in order to cover for all of these shortages it's a challenge this is bob Beauregard. Country Hen General Manager in Massachusetts. Egg prices continue to rise sharply, increasing by 4% from September to October, rising 3.3% the month prior. Food prices climbed 5.4% over the last 12 months. Price increases, quote, I'm sorry, quote, price increases have been amazing. Over 30% increases on soybeans. And we need soybeans in order to feed the birds. End quote. I think he's talking about the chickens. Quote, you know, I was proud of the fact that we hadn't had to raise our prices or any of the prices for seven years since the last increase. But it's just with the way things are, we just don't have any choice. In order to maintain the levels of animal welfare and quality feed for the birds, it's a must. We have to do it. End quote. Beauregard said. And you can... I guess look forward to, you know, this continuing. Waters.com, Campbell Soup warns higher costs to hit second quarter margins. And you think those 
costs are not going to be passed down to their customers. I got it. Campbell Soup Company today warned its current quarter gross margins will be under pressure due to higher labor and raw material expenses, even as it beat Wall Street expectations for first quarter profits. A sharp rise in inflation and a tight supply chain environment caused by the panorama has driven up shipping and labor costs, denting margins of packaged food companies and forcing them to, guess what, bump up product prices. Campbell, which, like its peer Kraft Heinz and ConAgra brands, has raised product prices over the year to offset cost inflation, said the benefit from higher prices will materialize only at the end of the current quarter. The Prego pasta sauce maker, which reaffirmed its full-year sales and profit forecast, said it expects core inflation in high single digits for the year, and it will have a, quote, more pronounced impact, end quote, in the second half. Campbell, however, added that some of the supply pressures were erasing profits and also some were easing and forecast current quarter sales to rise sequentially. Look, a sign of the times, and maybe not only is this indicative of higher prices and inflation, it's also indicative of, you know, I guess some of the unrest, I guess, that's going on. People are broke. Fox News, and I don't really use these dudes, but they're the only ones reporting San Francisco Safeway adding barriers to curtail shoplifters. They got automatic gates, are part of a long plan of security improvements. San Francisco grocery store has ramped up measures to prevent shoplifters, even after officials promised to crack down on the brazen thieving that's hit the city. Customers shopping at the Safeway store on Market Street will now be greeted with automatic gates. According to multiple reports, the gates are placed at the entrance of the supermarket, which is owned by Albertsons companies. They were manufactured to close quickly behind each customer as they enter the store in order to try to deter potential shoplifters, according to KPIX. The gates are part of, quote, long-planned security improvements for the store. A Safeway spokesperson told Fox Business, like, quote, like other local businesses, we are working on ways to curtail escalating theft to ensure the well-being of our employees and the foster and welcoming environment of our customers. I'm sorry, for our customers. Their safety remains our top priority. Yeah, I feel st- I feel safe being being locked in the grocery store player. According to K Picks, the store also added barriers to self checkout areas, closed a side exit, and added more security. And, you know, stuff like this is happening everywhere. Some pharmacies like Walgreens have recently begun to shut their doors due to thefts. Retail theft across stores has continued to increase in the past few months, five times our chain average, despite large increases in security. Walgreens spokesperson Phil Caruso said, I mean... 
I'm, I feel like you we're just going to see more and more of this stuff. Brazen thefts and robberies. Byron administration raises 2022 FHA loan limits significantly. Borrowers with lower credit scores can qualify for higher loans. Now, do I recommend this? Not necessarily, but, you know, if uh, you got your stuff set up, you, you know, you, you've been getting ready for this. You know, the Federal Housing Administration increased its mortgage loan limits for single-family homes in 2022, which will allow borrowers with lower credit scores to take out a higher loan amount. For most of the U.S., the loan limits for FHA mortgages will increase in 2022 to $420,000. $680 for most counties, specifically in areas where 115% of the median home price is less than this limit. This equates to 65% of the newly announced conforming loan limit of $647,200 for conventional loans, man. Areas in which 115 of the median home price, I'm sorry, 115% of the home median home price is above that new FHA mortgage limit are considered high cost areas and have a new loan limit ceiling of $970,800 or 150% of the national conforming loan limit. Quote, the increase in loan limits commensurate with the increase in home prices will allow qualified individuals and families to continue to access FHA insured mortgages and achieve affordable home financing, end quote. A principal deputy assistant secretary for housing at the FHA said for home buyers, this means they can qualify for higher priced homes using an FHA loan and home Owners can refinance their current mortgages for larger amounts. Crazy, huh? And back to back to the bad news. CNN Business 2022 will mark the end. I'm sorry, it's not the bad and not this is good news still. It's still good news. 2022 will mark the end of the panorama and the full economic recovery. J.P. Morgan says, do you believe them? After nearly two full years of chaos, J.P. Morgan Chase is predicting 2022 will usher in a return to normalcy and a full healing of the economic wounds caused by the health crisis. Quote, our view is that 2022 will be the year of a full global recovery and end of the global panorama and a return to normal conditions we had prior to the panorama. End quote. This is Barco Kolonovic, J.P. Morgan's chief global market strategist, who went on to say, quote, this is warranted by achieving broad population immunity and with the help of the human ingenuity, such as new therapeutics expected to be broadly available. In 2022, end quote, sounds like some, they got some new pro pokes coming out next year. The new ones that, you know, they got that new, introducing the new 2022 poke poke. 
It's better than you'll ever get or something like that. <laughs> Reuters.com. CD Group pauses buybacks briefly due to new capital rule. Now, corporations are buying back a lot of their stocks. I think that this is contributing to, you know, the frothy markets. It's my, it's my opinion. I'm paying attention to these corporations that are halting their buybacks. because I think that is juicy, but uh, that's all I'll read. Moving forward, Amazon's trucking ambitions bump up against driver shortage and competition. This is Reuters.com. I, all I hear Amazon saying is we need autonomous vehicles. We need autonomous vehicles. There's driver shortages. We can't deliver packages. And the competition is killing us. Uh-oh. Alphabet's Waymo launches autonomous taxi service test in San Francisco. Autonomous driverless taxis. I told y'all it's coming. Y'all thought I was playing. I'm not playing. I don't play. I play. I play a lot. I'm just playing. I'm playing about not playing. Waymo, the autonomous driving tech company owned by Alphabet, the parent company of Google, says it is testing out its Waymo One autonomous taxi service in San Francisco and is inviting members of the public to give it a whirl. <laughs> I love that word. Or the phrase, the whole phrase, is just, it tickles me. The firm announced the move yesterday, noting that while their trusted tester program for autonomous ride hailing was rolled out in the city by the Bay last week, it's not a new concept. For the company that originally started within Google, Waymo began testing autonomous vehicles in San Francisco way, way back in 2009. So be familiar with it because here it comes. Visa launching crypto advisory service to help financial institutions, retailers navigate the sector. Visa says it's currently working with more than 60 crypto platforms globally. Visa has launched a new cryptocurrency advisory service to help financial institutions and retailers navigate the sector as mainstream interest among investors and the public is ramping up. The service, which is run by the Payment Processing Giants Consulting and Analytics Division, will help, quote, evaluate the crypto opportunity, develop concrete strategies, and pilot new user experiences and innovations like crypto rewards programs and CBDC integrated consumer wallets, end quote. According to a news release, what do you think? Here they come. It's crazy. New York Times, your face is or will be your boarding pass. Tech-driven changing changes excuse me, are coming fast and furiously to airports, including advancements and biometrics that verify identity and shorten security procedures for those passengers who opt into the program. If it's been a year or more since you traveled, particularly internationally, you may notice something different in airports in the United States. More steps from checking a bag to clearing customs are being automated using biometrics. Biometrics are unique individual traits such as fingerprints that can be used to automate and verify your identity. They promise both more security and efficiency in moving travelers travelers through an airport where at steps from check-in to boarding, passengers are normally required to show government-issued photo identification. 
and the travel hiatus caused by the panorama. Many airports, excuse me, airlines, tech companies, and government agencies like the Transportation Security Administration and United States Customs and Border Protection continue to invest in biometric advancements. The need for social distancing and contactless interactions only added to the urgency. Oh, okay. Well, don't scan my face. I don't consent to you scanning my face. Spyware infects iPhones, says reports. The phone's sophisticated spyware has landed on iPhones. The phones were hacked using the so-called zero-click iMessage exploit where hackers can gain control over a device without human interaction. The spyware was developed by Israeli surveillance group NSO group. The investigation was done in coordination with Forbidden Stories, a Paris-based media nonprofit. Quote, Apple prides itself on its security and privacy features, but NSO group has ripped these apart. NSO group can no longer hide behind the claim that its spyware is only used to fight crime. End quote. This is Amnesty International itself. In a statement, the attacks exposed journalists and politicians who risk having their location and their personal information monitored and possibly used against them. The human rights group alleges a successful zero-click attack was observed on a fully patched iPhone 12 running 14.6 iOS in July of 2021, according to the report. Quote, Apple unequivocally condemned cyber attacks against journalists, human rights activists, and others seeking to make the world a better place. Um, Apple's head of security and engineering and architecture told Fox Business in the statement, be careful. And we're, um, we're getting to the end here. I'm sorry, I know it's a lot of current events. What we got here? This is Reuters.com. U.S. government to end gas-powered vehicle purchase by 2035. 2035, so a little over a decade. The, the federal government it will no longer be purchasing gasoline-powered vehicles. This is happening pretty fast. The United States government plans to end purchases of gas-powered vehicles by 2035 in a move to lower emissions and promote electric cars under an executive order signed by President Joe Byron. Today, the government owns more than 650,000 vehicles and purchases about 50,000 annually. Byron's executive order said that light-duty vehicles acquired by the government will be emission-free by 2027, player. I like it. Do you like it? I don't know. I might like it. Russia is amassing troops near the Ukrainian border, but Byron said that they're not going to bring any troops in. This is something I'm paying attention to. And finally, I say the best for last, 100%. Maybe you've heard about this. This is protocol.com because I'm not really seeing this on mainstream news networks, but I did check it out. You thought robocalls were bad, and now debt collectors can legally slide into your DMs, player on social media. The Consumer Finance Financial Protection Bureau put new rules in place that allow debt collectors to reach out to people privately on social media accounts. I don't know how social, oh, private message. Okay, I get it. The barrage of robocalls is about to get worse with the new frontier of attack social media accounts 
as if social media didn't have enough problems, a new Consumer Financial Protection Bureau rule has gone into effect that allows debt collectors to reach out to people on Twitter, Instagram, or wherever else they have online social accounts. As long as the DMs are private, the new rules prohibit these companies from posting publicly on timelines, and they also have to identify themselves as debt collectors and provide an opt-out option. Quote, we are finally leaving 1977 behind and developing a debt collection system that works for consumers and industry in the modern world. <laughs> oh my goodness. Kathleen Kraniger. 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 The CFPB called the new rules a clarification of the 1977 standards. 1977 bell bobs were popular fashion. Elvis, blah, blah, blah. We can all agree that a lot has changed. So, you know, look, bottom line, if you owe money, debt collectors, they can legally slide up in your DMs, player. It's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in. I appreciate you sticking through current events. You know, I really do. Current events is how we shake off the the, the the listeners that don't, you know, hey, that don't really want it. No, I'm just playing. Appreciate y'all. Let's get into this. Let's get into the show. Seven facts in history on private trust, man. Look, I like I like to lay the foundation. You know, this that's what we do here. We lay the foundation. What what is the foundation? You know, I mean, the foundation ultimately, when it comes to this economic system and how you yourself go about conducting business in the public or in, you know, the public realm or in the commercial realm or in commerce or however you articulate it. So, you know, relaying the foundation of education and understanding of, you know, not only owning nothing and controlling everything, but you know, titling assets, what the foundational structures were, and of course, that was trust. But people get into this thing about, you know, being fearful of the internal revenue service. And I can understand that, you know, I really can. But with the proper foundation, you know, which is going to be knowledge. You can, you know, really, you know, potentially, in, in a lot of ways, avoid any type of negativity when it comes to private trust administration, let's be honest. And, of course, I don't give legal advice. I'm not an attorney. I'm not a lawyer. You know, not legal advice, tax advice, investment advice, relationship advice. I don't give mechanical advice. I don't, I don't give astrological advice. You get, you get the idea, right? But, I, you know, I like to get into the history. You know, I like, because history, ultimately, and law are connected. You can't learn, well, you, it's almost impossible to learn law without learning history or some form of history and vice versa. It's almost impossible to learn history without applying the times particular laws 
to, you know, the specific times, particular events. But the type of trust that, you know, we advocate that you learn how to administer for your benefit, for your family's benefit, if you could only conceptualize the benefits of trust, you would do whatever you had to do in order to get this training. I guarantee it. If you if you own if you could only knew and could actually personalize you could learn the benefits and then personalize them in your life. You would be breaking your neck you would be selling stuff. You you would be doing everything that you could do to get over here. Get into the training to get to, you know, quote, the private side. But bottom line, you know, seven facts in history on private trust. The the validity of the trust entity or the contract entity specifically is not to be questioned. You may hear me say that many times. I say it whenever I get a chance to. It's not to be questioned. The validity of the contract entity is not to be questioned. You you could call into question certain specific actions, transactions of administration of the trustees, but you would never and can never question the validity of the entity itself. There are two completely different types of trust in America today. There's a statutory trust. These trusts that owe existence Older existence to legislation, therefore, are governed by legislation. And you have non-statutory trusts or common law trusts, or they're also known as peer trusts, or true peer trusts, or Massachusetts trusts, or contract business trusts. Or, there's, there's a lot of different terminologies for them. But ultimately, ultimately, and, it, and it, this is what I want to say. I mean, look, let me just start off with this. Because... It's not really what about, it's not about what I'm saying. It's not. It, I don't think it ever will be. Not when it comes to trust administration. You know, ultimately what I'm saying or what I'm doing is based off of me being trained, my knowledge, my education, and Proven actions and administrations of mentors and successful trust administrators or trustees, namely, I, you know, I studied the Rockefellers and the Carnegies and the Mellons, you know, those administrators, Goldwaters, you know, those, those, those wealthy families and, you know, reading some of the cases that, you know, some of their assets or trust estates were dealing with. So, I mean, ultimately, it boils down to fundamentally understanding that, you know, you have trust that exists by the common law right to contract, and you have trust that exists by way of statutory authority. That's ultimately the difference or the delineation between Public trust and private trust. Ultimately, 
And, you know, in the absence of statutory restrictions, there is nothing inherent in this true or private contractual trust to prevent it from carrying on any kind of lawful business activities that individuals, partnerships, or corporations might engage. But let's get into it. Where's my notes? Got my notes? Okay, here, these are my notes right here. All right, look. So I wanted to say, <clears throat> I want to start off with what the Supreme Court said in Barry versus McCourt. When they were speaking on this type of entity, say, stating, quote, it is not so much as a trust as a contractual relationship based on trust form. It's a contract. It only comes under trust law and all the income is dispersed and all the income is taxed. And in all other situations, it's a contract. But let me get into this. Some, you know, like I said, set of facts and some history. Private trust. Okay? Uh, private contractual trust. They, they came here with the colonists and the colonists themselves, the framers of the Constitution, actually executed the Constitution itself under the common, the English common law right to contract. <clears throat> and the, the oldest trust known in America is the North American Land and Cattle Company. It's the North American Land Company or North American Land and Cattle Company. It's over 200 years old, and it's still in operation today. It was set up by Patrick Henry, who was a famous attorney. In 1765, which was 24 years before the adoption of the Constitution, he set this trust up for Governor Robert Morris of the Virginia Colony. And this is back in the day, you know, this is over 200 years ago, when when attorneys, famous attorneys at that, were setting up private contracts with trust. Well, I guess he was a governor, so, you know, he's probably informed or something like that. So that's some history right there. North American Land Company or North, Man, North American Land and Cattle Company. I don't know. Can't remember. Can't read my notes. But I know his name was Patrick Henry. I know the year was 1765. I know 1765 is 24 years before the adoption of the Constitution. And I know that Patrick Henry sent, set the trust up for Robert Morris. And I know it's still in operation today. William Bingham. That was number one. Let's move on. Can we move on? William Bingham. 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 Supposed to be, according to most of the richest American, when the 13 colonies won their independence, he created a contract peer trust for his vast estate back in 1804. The trust owned 2 million acres in Maine, which sold. They sold it, it was about the time of the Civil War. Bingham was a senator. From uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania senator, and he owned a lot of land. He had a lot, owned a lot. The trust <clears throat> was terminated 
by the trustees in 1964. So 160 years later, it operated. It was terminated because of the multiplication of beneficiaries. There was over 315 beneficiaries, and the trustees were like, we're good. Nope, we have the right to terminate the trust, and they executed it. And there was a liquidation of the assets. Um, throughout the years, the incomes from the property and the proceeds from land sales were distributed to the beneficiaries. Uh, at the time of liquidation, it had no termination date. Then its existence, and this is the benefit of these types of trusts, it was not affected by death, tax, probate procedures, state tax, none of it. What is that? Was that that was two? Was that two or three? I'm not keeping count. So let's move on to the next one. This is what is this four? Three or four? Three or four. <laughs> um, there's a peer trust that was set up in Minnesota. It's called the Masabi Trust. It owns the reserves of the famous Masabi Iron Deposits. The trust receives the royalty payments from the iron deposits and distributes the royalties to the holders of the certificates. Following the transfer of assets from the company to the peer trust, Mr. Arnold Hoffman, who was at that time the president of the Masabi Iron Company, announced in the Wall Street Journal on March 14, 1961, that a ruling by the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue declared the trust would not constitute an association of persons taxable as a corporation. The shares of the beneficial interest are traded daily on the New York Stock Exchange. Daily. What is this, four or five? Four or five. Multi-millionaire building supplier Edward Hines established a $12 million trust in uh, 1914 and headed his business until his death in 1931. His two sons, Ralph and Charles, 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 yeah, succeeded the elder as trustees of the trust and retained trusteeship of their father's trust after a court fight. So they kept it. They won the court fight. The court fight was instituted by two nieces, a sister, and a nephew, dang, who sought to break the trust by claiming the administration of the family estate had been erroneous. The court ruled that the pure trust was not an erroneous method of managing the assets and was, in fact, a valid and legal arrangement for the estate. Valid and legal. The validity of the trust entity is not to be questioned. Supreme Court's talking. Lower courts. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Ralph Hines, the eldest son and head trustee, died in 1950, and again, the family assets held in trust were not distributed by estate and 
inheritance taxes. I'm sorry, disturbed. They were not disturbed by estate inheritance taxes. The younger brother, Charles, subsequently became the head trustee, handling the trust for many years, preserved intact for future generations. The Edward H. Hines Lumber Company is still in operation today. Was that four or five? Was that four or five? Here's five or six. William Waldorf Astor. Sound familiar? Astoria? Waldorf Astoria created a $50 million trust estate by a conveyance to trustees recorded in New York August 15, 1991, thereby saving his heirs several million dollars, which have gone for probate costs and death taxes had the estate been distributed by the court instead of the trustees. <laughs> Did you I'm gonna read that again? William Waldorf. Waldorf. <laughs> William Waldorf a store created a fifty million dollar trust estate by a conveyance to trustees. A conveyance. Recorded in New York August fifteenth, nineteen ninety one, thereby saving his heirs seven million dollars, which would have gone for pro- probate costs. And death taxes had the estate been distributed by court instead of trustees. The estate was still distributed, still divided up amongst the heirs. It's just there was no death tax. There was no state tax. Which would have been assessed had it been distributed by court. Heavily studied these guys, Rockefellers. They use various trusts, various kinds of trusts for maximizing uh, uh, privacy. Excuse me. Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, I studied these. Before his death in 1937, uh, it was reported that Rockefeller had over 70 trusts for his descendants. It was a vast web of individual and group funds Represented considerably more than $1 billion. Nelson A. Rockefeller and his generation are believed to have reduced their personal holdings by the creation of still more trusts for their own grandchildren and great-grandchildren. It has been reported to one source that there are well over 100 and perhaps 250 individual Rockefeller trusts. Many of these trusts are known to be peer trusts placing the funds beyond the reach of the high cost of probate. What was that, six or seven? Six or seven? Okay, this is seven or eight. You know, I'm going fast. I'm going fast. You can, I can download this, you know, do what you need to do. I know I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving. We're moving. We're moving. There's my notes. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, we got some Supreme Court data real quick. Uh, yeah, why not? History. Trust, uh, tr- this trust derives no power, benefit, or privilege from any statute according to Crocker versus Malley. The few state constitutional prov- provisions that declare the term corporation shall be construed to include all associations 
having the powers of corporations not possessed by individuals, has not been made or has not made the pure trust illegal, as was held in the state versus state XREL Great American Home Savings versus Lee. There is also some legal evidence to support the fact that a true trust is not an association and will not come under any constitutional provision of a state. The U.S. Supreme Court states, quote, we perceive no ground for grouping the two beneficiaries and trustees together in order to turn them into an association by uniting their contrasted functions and powers, although they are not in the proper sense associated. And through owning nothing, controlling everything, trustees holding property does not mean that the trustees own personal property. Trust property cannot be held under an attachment nor sold upon the execution of the trustees' personal debts, as held in Hussey versus Arnold. The powers and duties of the trustee are set forth in the indenture and are effectively limited thereby. So, I'm just going to leave it there. You know, I think, I lost, number one, I lost count. So, I'm going to need y'all to rock with me. I know I know. I said seven. Might have been eight. Could have been eight. Not sure. Probably could have been nine or ten. But, you know, I try to get that value. Try to get that value. But, ultimately, it's not about what I say. It's not about what any guru says. It's not about what anyone really says anyone on YouTube or anyone who's read a document 20 times and think that they're straight up a master as far as I'm concerned in in true reality it's what the court says what the Supreme Court says primarily because the Supreme Court is the only venue that protects the constitutional right that disallows the impairment of an obligation of a contract there's no statutory trust is doing that only private trusts are doing that peer trust true, true trust unincorporated business organizations Massachusetts trust True peer trust. There's a lot of different referring or referencing names for these types of entities. And, you know, not to be confused, we just fundamentally separate the trust by is it created and does it owe its existence to statutory authority or is it created and does it owe its existence to the common law right to contract it's plain and simple right there and if it is created and owes its existence to the common law right to contract the grantor in crafting the trust indenture can imbue the contract 
with whatever jurisdiction they decide to. And the trustees, through a resolution of the board of trustees, can do the same. And as long as it's not under any statutory authority, and as long as the jurisdiction is heavily contemplated, there's not going to be any issues. There's going to be far less issues than we would ever understand. A lot of the benefits of trust administration, of owning nothing and controlling everything, can only be quantified by way of experiencing the benefits through your application of knowledge of private trust administration. That's why I say, if you if you could only conceptualize the benefits of private trust, you would do whatever you had to do in order to get this training, in order to get this knowledge, in order to get set up, to get properly structured, to get the information that's necessary to properly administer these private entities with all of these benefits contractually. And maximizing the private substantive administration that allows for the almost, in some cases, complete repellent of not only statutory fees and regulation, but also in Taxation. Let's just be. Let's just be honest. That's one of the biggest things. People, you know, want to protect their assets as well as protect their current and uh, future income from exorbitant taxation. If you, if you went to work and your boss said, "Yeah, I can give you a check for seven hundred dollars. I can give you a check for three three thousand dollars. Which one do you want? You're going to say the three thousand dollar check, man." If you had the money in your hand that you're losing by continuing in the way of doing business and titling assets and generating income that you've been taught, if you had the money in your hand and then it was taken from you, it would be different. But since you don't know what you don't know or in a lot of ways don't know what you're missing, it's kind of like the ignorance is kind of bliss situation. But it's just up to me to bring awareness to this. It's up to me, so L to, you know, take on the cause as well as the contractual obligation and fiduciary responsibility of being a trustee of the foundation. And acting upon its purpose, its educational purpose. which is to teach this information, there's private ways of doing business, there's private ways of uh, protecting assets. These private ways are very powerful. These private contracts are more powerful than the states. These private contracts are more powerful than the United States government. The only thing that puts them at risk 
It was improper administration, not knowing how to properly administer or operate these trusts is the biggest issue. I read a lot of case law. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm not lying to you. So, you know, it's a big thing to understand these things, but it's a big thing, big thing not only to begin with the firm, firm stance on a proper foundation. Hey, check it out. We got about, I don't know, 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're checking it out online, you want to call in. Otherwise, you will be disconnected. The call number is 563-999-3625. It's 563-999-3625. Otherwise, you will be cut off. Well, we, you know, we're wrapping up the show. I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up for y'all. I appreciate y'all checking out the show, you know. But, yeah, you know, we're going to keep putting out this this education. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep doing it. And um, I want to say this, you know. We applaud the beginner. You know, the public is, is a situation where, you know, a lot of people are expected to know things. If you don't know things, you know, people tend to clown you or make you feel bad about your lack of knowledge and stuff. We applaud the beginning. We we applaud We applaud those who don't know. We applaud I applaud those. We applaud those who are like, man, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't even know what really is going on and and why I'm even talking to you so L but I know I'm supposed to be here, and and I need to learn this stuff. Those are some of the best trustees. They learn fast. They pick it up quickly. They're solid in their stance, their knowledge, and the application of that knowledge. They understand the responsibility as well as the power that comes along with this type of information. But, you, you know, you got to get the information. Without the information, you can't apply it. So I invite you, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. If you're interested in trustee training or you can check out welcometothefoundation.com and peruse the education tab if you're just getting started off and you kind of want to go at your own pace for now. But, you know, I feel like eventually you're going to get in the training or you have to get into some sort of training because you know all of this stuff cannot be ascertained without mentorship and you know that's a big part of what we provide in the training here at the foundation so you know we also also do consultations you know you can book a consultation get on the phone for an hour usually it ends up being longer than that but you want to start a business you want to help with your business credit you have some you know some minor you know personal credit questions no, you know, if you want more information on private trust, you got a personal situation, you want to know how, you know, uh, this trust information and, you know, proper structuring of public entities can apply to your personal situation, you know, definitely, I would, I would suggest setting up a, a consultation. You know, a lot of people looking to go to LegalZoom. LegalZoom charges a lot. You know, filing fees to setting up a, a, a public structure typically is around a hundred bucks. What is LegalZoom like? Seven hundred bucks, but they give you—they gave me a corporate seal. 
a corporate seal, I don't know, for like 50 bucks. Not that much. It's not worth, you know, $700 or $600 legal zoom. You know, why don't you book a consultation for $55? I'll walk you through the entire process on the phone, including getting your e- the EIN for the for the business. You know, in- including that. As well as, you know, we'll talk about federal um, entity classification. A lot of people miss that. LegalZoom misses that. They definitely do. So, you know, New Year's coming up. Might as well. Treat yourself. Book a consultation with Salt L. You know, for the new year or, you know, for the pre-new year. You can get your business set up. Get your private trust set up, you know. There's no time like the present. But, you know, I appreciate y'all, you know. I really do. I I appreciate y'all checking out the shows. You know, I see the numbers, you know, as they grow. You know, I'm very appreciative. I'm very humble that, you know, the, the, the interest in this information. This is like, for real, let's be honest, this is kind of nerd stuff, you know. But, you know, nerds get paid, you know. If I, look, if I can keep what I make and pass it to my children without the state taking a chunk, let's do it. And mitigate taxes, pay less or no taxes. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. But that's just me. I don't know. That's just me. I was down. I was super down. I was too down, probably. I was gung ho. That's what that's what they say. Gung ho. I think it's gung ho. G U N G. Could be wrong though. <laughs> I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I really do. I trust y'all have, you know, if you do celebrate, you have, you know, luxurious holidays. You know, I'm, I'm saying that like I ain't doing another show until, you know, next year. That's not the case. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying if I don't say it next time, I'm saying it now. But I'm not going to take any calls, y'all. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I woke up too early. I don't know what I was thinking. And I'm paying for it. I'm, I'm paying. I'm... So, you know, no callers. No callers this evening. But I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I definitely appreciate the live callers, you know. And, you know, we're just going to continue to get better. We're just going to continue to acquire and, and, and accumulate assets and accumulate wealth. We're going to continue and to acquire and accumulate knowledge and information. And apply this knowledge and information correctly, because you know, as you as you know, incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. But you know, the 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 ability to do things, to partake in activities, to have to have the financial backing and foundation to do. Pretty much anything you want You can drop whatever you want Go down to the airport And fly anywhere you want in the world That is available to everybody It's available to you You just got to do things differently You know In order to Create A different result You must do different things To get there I mean It sounds simple But it's, it's, it's hard for us to get out of our ways so, I believe in you. 
And I believe that you, you know, can really reach your full, fullest potential when it comes to being a steward of your wealth, a steward of your life, your energy, and how it is translated or expressed here on this physical plane. Your energy is expressed in your car. It's expressed in the clothes that you wear on your back. Your energy is expressed a lot of times in the food that you eat. It's expressed in the experiences you have. You go to a movie. Did you you go skydiving, whatever. All of this, these things require currency. They require, quote, money. And in order to get this money, you must exchange your energy, your life, in order to do this. So to me, it's, it's, it's that serious and it's that deep to me. And, you know, it may very much help you respect your life and respect your time if you start looking at it like that. Because your energy is a non-renewable resource, you know. There's going to be one day where, you know, this this vessel is no longer functioning. And, you know, time is way more valuable than money. And you should see you should seize control of your life. Seize, seize the day. And, you know, do the things that you must do so that you can live your best life. Every single day. Wake up when you want to. Do what you want. Do you want to sit there and play a video game for eight hours? Can't nobody tell you nothing. It's maybe your husband or your wife, but no one else. Well, most people who have the opportunity to sit around and play a video game for eight hours will not. Because we understand the value of our energy. And I trust that not only do you know or are learning the value of your energy, but you are pleased with this episode, Seven Facts and History on Private Trusts. You know, it came from my notes. Well, I trust you were able to learn something. You know, and you know, maybe I trust that this was uh, a measure of adding something to the foundation. That's that's, that's all we're looking to do to build this foundation. So, with that being said, appreciate you checking out the show. You know, all the OGs, peace. Anyone new? How you doing? Thanks, thanks for checking us out. <laughs> but y'all have a great week. You know the drill. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. It is very important. And I'll catch y'all next week on the same spot, the hottest radio network on the planet, high-frequency radio network. I am your host, Soat L, at Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L, and it has been a pleasure. Y'all take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.